Podly Dum. All the cycles. All the cycles. Welcome to the finale of Cycle 18 of Pod Leadum. That's America's Next Top Model podcast, and it's what? Spelled backwards. My name is JDP Crump, and computer chat with Laura's parrots. <laughs> I'm Lex Basile Price, and would you say that the pirate in you is covering something? And I'm Hannah Jane Ginsburg, and if I was 21, I'd want to be your friend. <laughs> Ooh, both from tyra talks i love it <laughs> and this is cycle 18 the season finale titled season finale or <laughs> as i retitled <laughs> you're right or as i retitled it the girl who is a panic attack pirate oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you cringed at that you should go to anchor.fm slash you can't tell me they wouldn't have. You can't tell me they wouldn't have. I can't. Please fund better jokes. So... <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> you can go to anchor.fm slash podleadum to donate to this podcast, which helps us help you laugh and love and live. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, I did the emotional labor of watching highlights for kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to tell you, the beginning of this needed a trigger warning for strobing because they used every bit of it. No, thank you. This was ac- this was a real low-key highlights. I don't know if it's because we saw most. There was a lot of recappy. Not so mm. much like, I love a behind the scenes. Like, this is shit you didn't see, a la yeah. the challenge. This is not that. But what we did see was spicy. So we have... A lot more of Laura as Marie footage, but they make it seem like as Marie was not interested in dating her. Mm. <laughs> Just keep interruptions open. Mm-hmm. In that first episode with the walk-offs, after the runway show, Ebony does another rap about flights. <laughs> Release the album. <laughs> And then even with a full episode where the entire episode is voiceover, there was new ADR about what Kelly's job is. So they had the voiceover and then ADR voiceover. Wow. Who ADRs the ADR? (laughs) (laughs) Hannah, Nightmare Dog, made a thought bubble return. So there's this whole sequence of Alicia patting her hair. They fucked up her hair from the beginning. Like, Great. she was constantly patting her weave. And the, th- and the nightmare dog threatened to steal Alicia's weave while she slept. Seems just like more like nightmare dogs trying to be helpful. And it was like behind yeah, I was about her to say, head. It seems like a dream come true. Yeah. It's, it was like right behind her. And it was like, I'll take it while you sleep, Alicia. Yeah, originally, they're going to put nightmare dog in the perfume bottle with them. <laughs> Now, that's a photo shoot I would have loved to. (laughs) The prank on Simone of throwing wet paper at her cut out that she kept telling them how drunk they were and threatening to throw away the wine. Mm. Good for Simone. Mm -hmm. Pour it right down the sink. It went well, and then Annalise is like, "Uh, that's my wine, and I did not throw paper at you. Oh, extremely fair. 
Yes. And we know it's Annalise's wine because she always had that wine glass at the ready. (laughs) This went on a long time. We saw more of what was going on. We totally whitewashed Louise leaving. It was just because she was pissed. Mm -hmm. And then we get our classic, disgusting, dirty house. Who do you think was the cleaner of the house? As Marie said she was. She was. She was the only one that cleaned. So that checked out when she left, huh? Uh -huh. (laughs) Someone left panties, dirty panties, on the bathroom floor for five days. No, no, no. No, no. And then outside in their backyard by the pool, they had a I they had a French flag runway because it was just red, white, and blue stripes. <laughs> it's a Laura's hair runway. And it was yes, it was really cute because they were doing it at night when they maybe had something to drink. And Ashley like gets to the end of the runway and kisses the camera. And then you hear a producer be like, Ashley, you can't keep kissing the camera. Stop it. <laughs> Yay. I was Still so miss hoping her. You'd... <laughs> Still was... miss her. <laughs> I was so hoping you'd give us an Ashley cute moment. They got a house visit from Beverly Johnson with oh. her daughter, who's a plus model named Anansa. Why didn't we see that? That also makes her inclusion in that episode make so much more sense. Yes. Yeah, it does. And then the reason everyone was on Simone for bad attitude that episode was because Beverly Johnson said good vibes only. So it seemed like they were all high on Beverly Johnson's supply of like be mm-hmm. chill. But that's why they were all calling it out. There was a tooch battle in <laughs> the tooch teach where they had to. There was a tooch off? Yeah, there was a tooch off. Mm-hmm. And there is lots of tipsy drunk footage of Annalise and Sophie constantly drinking. Constantly. Mm. During the Hello Kitty panel, Tyra called Alicia Bondage Kitty. Oh, no. (laughs) And remember how we dunked on MGM Macau for having half a song? (laughs) Welcome to Macau. Macau, maybe look at your side. Macau, let beauty be your guide. Be fierce, just smile, and stay on top. There was a full song. Honestly, for top model, fine. So the whole Alicia Sophie dress incident was because, while drunk, they were pretending to do a panel where Sophie played every contestant. Oh. I honestly wish I could have seen that. But only took Alicia's things when she went out. That actually in some way, though, makes makes that less offensive that it wasn't just an attack on alicia it was yeah. an impression yes. like montage mm-hmm. a context that everybody was participating in yeah. yeah and the the thing was her impression of alicia was like look at my gams legs <laughs> legs and gams it was yeah. fine mm, yeah interesting before the ghosties they got to sit with their male models and plan out the route and their strategy on the boat. Would have loved to see that. Right? Of course the three of us would, because our yeah. most inter- the most interesting part to us about the ghosties is like, route planning. How did you get there? <laughs> Start at the end and go back or do another way. <laughs> and seriously, that was it. Except for yeah. the, I'm, I'm going to give the descriptions of the two, but like, that was all of the highlights. There was really nothing. Don't watch this. I'll be honest. This cycle felt like they were showing us a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Mm. A lot the of The contestants really felt like they left it all on the floor. Yeah. So will it be Sophie 
the Oxford lady who turned from gawky schoolgirl to stunning model and whose hard work ethics got her to the final two because she was a waitress. I was just about to say, I wish it'd be like, Sophie, a waitress? Or Laura. Or Laura. <laughs> the, the wild and crazy, zagalicious pirate who overcame a difficult childhood to pursue her modeling dreams. Come true. So yeah, nothing. I mean, look, those are consistent with what we've had the entire time because sometimes we get those and they are adjectives that no one has ever used to describe them, so. Well, if we go to the season finale yeah. and we we get the descriptions from the very beginning. Yep. Brit model, Sophie, the Oxford girl who blossomed from a gawky girl, said like that, like it's a thing. Yeah, you know? gawky girl. <laughs> Gawky girls. You can buy them from Mattel. Gossip girl's <laughs> biggest enemy. Gawky oh. girls. <laughs> Blossomed from a gawky girl into Illuminata. She waitressed and worked harder than ever to make her modeling dreams come true. Just put it out there. And then we have American model Laura. <laughs> the uninhibited crazy girl from Scotia, New York, who overcame her difficult childhood to rise to the top in the competition. No mention of her skill or looks or anything no. that makes her a very good model. Also, they whatever. like ran into a problem when they said Oxford girl that they had to mention Scotia. <laughs> Brit model. <laughs> Brit model. Versus American model. Especially because the tagline basically for the episode is, will it be a Brit or a Yank? So you would think Yank Brit model. model. Yank model. But I think they're like, we cannot say Yank model. We cannot model. say Yank model. <laughs> I really like the phrase, can a Brit overcome the odds? Because out of context, amazing. Right. Or like, can the Brit overcome being British? <sighs> you know what this is literally, though? It's our classic, there's a photo model and there's a runway model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is someone who books in person, can't stop booking and banking in person. And there is a person who zags into a great photo most of the time. Talk about a zag photo. What the fuck is going on in this Tyra photo? She's playing air guitar on the american on the, on the flag, flag. Mm -hmm. which is not which is I, I inexplicably attached to her somehow with her like with like yellow nails too which i don't i don't know why that made it worse to me but just not you know like why aren't, why aren't they red white and blue though yellow love i i okay i got a little captions crunch on the theme song which i didn't skip even though i've been skipping it the last couple episodes <laughs> sure i appreciate that our dear friend captions for the na 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 nas does the one na na hyphenated. Mm -hmm. So you know that's a different na mm -hmm. than yep. the other nas. <laughs> that one has a buddy. Guess what? Somebody made a stop at the salon in between judging and going back to the room. They both did though, because Laura's hair, we'll talk about Laura's first. That fright wig, this triangle of a hair that she had is now mm -hmm. completely flat. Yeah, too flat. Yes. And Sophie has never been this pinked before. This is highlighter. Maybe because it is going to wash out in two days. Wait, there's a talking head right after we see it where she's already blonde again. Uh-huh. By the time she gets to the Tyra chat, it's already gone. Yep. And also, sometimes, and it was described as cotton candy pink at some point, but sometimes when she starts losing the pink, but still has the dark pink underneath Undertone. the blonder. Uh. 
it looks like when cotton candy gets a little wet. Yes. Like starts melty. Gets yeah. It's just it starts looking like she has a wig cap of pink under her hair. Yeah, I do not understand this color that they're putting in that lasts longer on the roots than anywhere else. I don't understand this at all. Truly mind-boggling. Also, why are they not just dyeing her hair? I think conspiracy conspiracy theory. I think somehow Sophie's contract for the show was slightly different than other people's contracts, that she mm. got temporary color and mm. other people got permanent color. If only Ebony had seen the same lawyer. Right. Or <laughs> Louise. Digital art says swirling, youthful, with a weird vortex O, mm-hmm. and in the moment we cannot give sophie normal digital art qu- they're always just like mm, it's fine i mean is swirling even a compliment <sighs> i want to pose a question do you think we've ever had a top two that have been this close in a friendship way because they truly while. seem to love each other they do seems like a real friendship i'm gonna tell you i would not want to be in the house with these two they seem so obnoxious now that they're alone just literally running around. I was trying to imagine who had the t- hotel room underneath. <gasps> no. They were like, they were like, there must be excitable kids up there. That's the only explanation. <laughs> and what's funny too is I feel like Annalise was also pretty close with both of them. So we yeah. really had like a friendship trio. I think Annalise was just drinking wine in the other room while the kids played. <laughs> you okay in there? <laughs> Blondes. It's a little too quiet. Is everyone okay? Blondes, if you did something, it's fine, but you you can just fess up to it and we'll clean it up. <laughs> the tire mill is nothing. Uh, Sophie gets a cheap blue dress for winning. First call out. I'm going to say the tire mill is nothing, but it has the word blast in it. And then Sophie's like, I feel like if it was about cover girl, it'd be more obvious. It has the word blast in it. Blast. <laughs> Though not the blast you're expecting. No. (laughs) New blast. (laughs) New blast alert. (laughs) If you wanted a subtle tire mail, especially since we're about to introduce a new product, why not use the word flip? Right? To be a top model. Don't flip out. Jay fucks up. Jay fucks up later, so we can't say flip. But imagine rewriting it. To be a top model, you've got to flip the script. Right? That tells you it's a cover girl. Mm-hmm. And has the branding in it. We get a sentence from Laura. I know that if I win this, I can take these prizes and transform them into something that even Tyra didn't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Too what are your many... plans for these presents? <laughs> Gather the presents, stir them together, <laughs> grow a chia pet of us. <laughs> Tyra's not ready for the single I'm about to release from CBS. <laughs> My single, my single is dropping. Is dropping. <laughs> oh my god! I just realized there's a world, a butterfly effect world, where we got on Laura single. <laughs> oh, and she was a correspondent on Extra. <laughs> Need it, want it. So they arrive at the Ama Temple, which is the temple built to the Chinese sea goddess Mazu, and it's thought that that's where you got the t- the name Macau from was mm. when Portuguese colonizers landed there. They asked what it was called and they said Amaguk or Maguk Macau. Grateful that you're giving me this information since mm-hmm. the show has none of none. it. None we of have it. no idea where this is. Mm-hmm. But this is literally one of the most like famous visited places in Macau and the show could care less. Yep. Ding. Lex, 
Feather, Feather earrings. earrings. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a it's been a long while. The new product, according to Jay, is New Blast Lipstick. Could not be less what it's called. Nope. <laughs> and they, uh, surprise, we've been shooting the CoverGirl commercial this entire show. Whoa. Backstage at Toronto. Candid, Music. very candid shots that you didn't know about. When, remember when you stuck your head randomly out of the boat in Hong Kong? <laughs> remember when you looked you over the side <laughs> of that stone balcony? Now, I do believe that the ones at the fashion shows sure we're candid in the sense that there was a million cameras (laughs) this is the problem is that like two shots per commercial are clearly actually candid and the others are very not Mm -hmm. we've already we've already brought jez smith to macau so why not use him again hey i liked him so great he actually makes (laughs) sense from his body of work also actually makes sense as a cover girl photographer oh sure Mm -hmm. but mr j has never had less chemistry with someone that's a lot of pressure, wouldn't you say? Jez is like, no, no, but I'm going to describe the photo shoot. <laughs> I got a photo of the script. As did I. It was the easiest it's ever been. They, mm-hmm. they big, clear, in-focused font. Want to know what it takes to be a cover girl? Listen up. It's all about being you. Every side of you. Daring to demure, naughty to nice. Be honest, be beautiful, be real. Customize your look to fit your life with new Blast Flipstick from CoverGirl. Creamy color on one end, shimmery color on the other. Expertly matched. Now there's a lipstick with a flip side, just like you. New Blast Flipstick from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl. I'm sorry. The word flipstick. Flipstick. Out of context. (laughs) If someone asked you what that was. A reversible flashlight. (laughs) I'm just saying. <laughs> I will say though, product it's name devil aside, sticks. That's actually what I was thinking, honestly. <laughs> product name aside, I think this is some of the better copy we've ever gotten. Yes. Yes. Very little tongue twisteriness. And no. honestly, the tagline, now there's a lipstick with a flip side. Mm-hmm. Cut print. Yeah, I me. wish well, the product was better. And I'm making fun of the fact that the candid shots are not candid but the use of this footage makes it look much more like a real commercial and more yes. much more like a real cover girl commercial yes reads of the lines aside i would actually go on record that this is probably top three commercials we're ever going to get from the show for cover girl because it did feel real and also mm-hmm. it felt top model branded mm-hmm. while yeah. still being a cover girl ad not just dim on a boat or whatever. <laughs> Though it is, ironically. It is. <laughs> and, spoiler alert for later in the episode, they didn't need to be filming their copy here. They really did not. That background is going to be so blurry. <laughs> it didn't matter where. The, they could have, honestly, white psych, where were you? This right? is the time to do that anywhere. There are so many gong crashes. <laughs> so many oh, gong ugh. crashes. Ugh. And yet, not one gong bong. <laughs> <laughs> not a single bong. No. So, we've been touching on pretty regularly that it seems like Sophie has this in the bag from the show's perspective. Yeah. We yeah. haven't fully explored it, but I feel like it's been there. It's hard for me to believe that, though. <laughs> when you see the shade of the dress that they put her in, <laughs> because this color looks so bad on her. And. They kept her in it for both the shoot mm-hmm. and the commercial. 
does not go with the hair. It's all very Easter. Yeah. It barely looks like a dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very sheet turned into a dress. And if she's going to have this bright, bright pink hair and a lip color that's like a purple pink moment, you just need a neutral dress. You need black dress or something like also, that. Also, the makeup they put on her makes her coloring look wild. Mm-hmm. And then they darken her brows, which also yes! is so weird. Bizarre! What a choice! And it made her lips, they like overdrew her lips, I guess because it's a lipstick ad, but it makes her every- The worst part of this ad, I will say, is that I didn't think the makeup on either of them looked good. No. Also, Laura got what I would consider an orange lipstick. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a specific color. Hard color. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since we've seen red lipstick look so amazing on Laura. Mm Mm-hmm. It almost felt like they got, like, a directive from CoverGirl. Like, we can't just keep doing red lipstick. We got to have, like, fun colors. Let me ask, Lex, earlier you said that the product, the lipstick of it all, mm-hmm. was a bad product. But to me... It's not the product that's bad. I think, I think it's, it's a very packa- common thing to have, Yes, like a- but I think the packaging looks so shitty, mm-hmm. like, drugstore. Mm-hmm. Well, CoverGirl doesn't always look cheap. I think these look pretty. This looks like children's makeup, the way that it's packaged. Mm, okay, it doesn't look enough. like adult makeup. Mm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Sure. It doesn't have to do with the commercial. It has to do with Sophie. Because I <laughs> thought earlier in the season, we were told that Sophie is now living in New York or did live in New York. There seemed to be this thing about like her trying to already make it in American modeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Estelle episode was very mm-hmm. centered yes. around that narrative. But now the storyline is she, like, it's going to be really hard to leave England. It's all about her childhood in the country. Yeah. yeah. It feels like she's already been pursuing this and was hoping that, meaning in America, and then was hoping America's Next Top Model right. would be that next little step. I think it's very funny from the show. It all feels in the service of trying to turn her into an underdog yeah. that she has never been. But also the more they do it, the more they call attention to themselves doing it. And they didn't need it because Sophie is very charming and very yeah. likable. You didn't need to stack the deck for her yeah, in It that almost way. makes it feel like they're hiding something. Mm-hmm. I like gilding it and calling attention to it so much i do wonder if it's because in this episode and a little of the previous episode laura has made it hard for the show to edit her potentially winning Mm -hmm. because so many things happen to laura and she's just we'll get into it and my 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 poorly received title aside (laughs) it is a big part of the episode and it's hard to watch but it Mm -hmm. also feels like it's been a long time coming yeah. This yeah. Oh. cooker that Laura's been under. So I think the, the show is just desperate to make it not seem like Sophie's just walking to victory. Sure. Mm. We learn at the photo shoot part that they t- are going to be taking two photos for CoverGirl. I was like, okay. What? Weird. We also learned that there's a very cute man with a beard making wind. <gasps> I said, who is this man creating wind? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so here's, Jess Smith is great in this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, exp- he actually explains what the photo shoot's going to be because it's lipstick. There's two photos of you. They're going to be flipped and they're looking at one another. Well, one's more literal later. <laughs> um, and he just seems so truly kind to both of them and also i think 
I think the reason, and at least in the last episode, got 200 frames is Jez was like, I'm just going to take it until I feel like we have the photos. Because mm-hmm. he takes 500 frames of Laura. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, I appreciate he's trying to get the shot. At a certain point, that's too many frames for Laura to be standing there trying to model this. Well, this is the unfortunate thing about this whole situation is that Jez Smith really seems concerned for Laura's welfare. Mm -hmm. I also don't think he has been given the authority to end the photo shoot. No. So I think he's trying to just make the best of a bad situation because clearly this needed to be stopped way earlier earlier. than than it is. And maybe this is just my own personal experience, but it was so clear that she was having a panic attack. I wrote it in my notes before the show calls it. As did I. It's very, very clear. And there are steps that you can take to help minimize and mitigate the effects of a panic attack before you get to a place of this person needs to go to the hospital. Because there's no reason you should ever really have to go to a hospital for a panic attack. It only Mm -hmm. makes it worse. Mm -hmm. She should have been able to go to a van, a room, lie down with a blanket and just Mm -hmm. breathe. Maybe not even have someone next to her. It clear this seems like her first panic attack ever. Yes. And then it gets confirmed. But it also feels like Jay has never seen a panic attack before because he treats it as though she's going into like diabetic shock. I will say I don't have as much experience with panic attacks. And so I didn't identify it as quickly. I also think at the time of this show, we weren't having a conversation about the mental health, stress-related things like this Mm -hmm. as much. And in the history of the show especially with models who might not have always, you know, they're they're so overworked on this show and seem like a lot of time it's coming from a place of being overheated right. or mm-hmm. exhausted or not frozen to enough death or mm-hmm. hypothermia. <laughs> I could see the world where it is just like, hey, did you eat breakfast? Like what's happening sure. here? Like so I I, I I'm wouldn't have gonna... gone to panic attack immediately. I am always going to appreciate that they take it seriously and they're not trying to act like, oh, you know, Carrie D just needs to shake off the hypothermia. And in that respect, the show has evolved. I just, she didn't need to go to the hospital. Right. Well, it should not have gotten to that point. Yeah. If they had, if they had called the photo shoot earlier or even just taken a break. That's like, all. I love that we act like you can't take a break. <laughs> like a, at work. Like a 30 minute break. <laughs> After you've been shooting 500 frames. I did like the way that Lauren and Jez talked about it, though, where they're like, we're going to do this together. We're a team and we're going to do this. I will say, though, then the show treats. I didn't know they didn't mean to, but. By not having Sophie change her outfit, but having Laura very specifically changing her outfit Mm. made it seem like the outfit changing was the problem in the situation. It does feel like the first people who saw the collapse on the ground part of the panic attack were stylist. Mm. Yeah. So it happened like right after But it's that that they shut down that part. Jez Smith knew that there was something really wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before she collapsed. I imagine looking at someone through a camera lens... Mm. You probably start seeing those signs a little bit. Because in that photo shoot, you can, like, Mm. see her eyes start to, like, shake. Mm -hmm. Like, she's doing that, like, panic uh, look. And I realized that we were at a time maybe where we didn't know it. But, like, it feels like, other than Jez being quite uh, aware and careful of her, Mm -hmm. there was sometimes too many people around Laura 
to help the situation. Every time they're like touching her mm-hmm. is making it worse. I don't know. It's just I think people just didn't know. I, yeah. I think I think people just didn't know this. Our conversation right now feels very 2023. Yeah. And knowing mm-hmm. so much sure. more about this. But again, I don't know that I'd be able to identify a panic attack over other potential things. Sure. It just truly the scarier and more Im- sensory input you get, the worse it mm-hmm. gets. Yeah. And so as an outsider who has had some panic, not a ton, that's not a common occurrence, but mm-hmm. it's scary when you're in it because literally yes. your body is going into panic mm-hmm. and fight or flight to then be like more and more pressure and touch. And that it's like, now you're even, it, it just gets more, it gets worse and worse where you just need to be left alone for like a little bit to like come down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was rough. But it is, I mean, everybody basically in the scenario did not have enough information. No. And it's very rough to watch. Including Laura. Including Laura. I love that one of Laura's things about her experience was the sentence, I have to go into a van. (laughs) (laughs) Not the van of hospital taking. No. And then look, Sophie has a line to walk in response to this. Because she still needs to get her photos done. But the sentence, I'm worried about her, but I have to be strong. I have to overcome this. Let's not phrase someone else's medical emergency as something you have to overcome. As your learning moment. I have to overcome the fact that now I have this in the back. <laughs> <laughs> How will I go on? How will I continue to try to be humble? I want to point it out now because it's actually part of her update, interestingly enough, but Sophie gave you facial camp options for this. She oh, was yeah. giving mm-hmm. you... It, that that photo shoot of four different moods wishes it had Sophie on set. <laughs> I will say, in some ways, it sounds terrible. But the pressure of having to compete against someone that isn't there really took, like, that whoosh off Sophie's thing. Because for her to be, just be like, oh, like... <laughs> And I think Sophie also was just like, okay, someone else probably is going to have to quit. That's Sophie what I win. mean. <laughs> I beat 13 quitters. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. There was no pressure for her to take, like, the perfect picture because mm-hmm. she had already gone. Mm-hmm. So Laura arrives back at the hotel and Skypes, but not video Skypes, only mm-hmm. phone Skypes. Computer yep. chat with Laura's parents. <laughs> just parents. in case you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and then... Laura's mom's like, oh, yeah, I have panic attacks. It runs in my fam- in our family. But I'm like, well, maybe Laura just thought, oh, this sounds so dark. Maybe Laura just thought that sometimes when you get drunk, like the, a result of alcoholism is a panic yeah. attack. Yeah, it, Very sounds possibly. Like her, it sounds like her parents dealt with a lot of different issues. Yeah. And I'm sure Laura was like, oh, well, I do, I'm not that. So I'm not going to yeah. deal with maybe, maybe things I saw that happened to my parents. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get the talking head from Sophie that we know canonically had to happen when it did Mm -hmm. where she's talking about the panic attack and her hair is fully blonde (laughs) i also think it's such (laughs) such an attack on the show that the two of them bond over their individual panic attacks while (laughs) hugging each other and i'm like (laughs) y'all have we have we ever had a cycle that is so stupid but also damaged so many people? <laughs> you just had someone quit because their spirit was too broken <laughs> to continue. This show made her want to quit modeling. Uh, 
Buongiorno, bellissima. And then they have to pretend like they don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, but also I would say it's just saying good morning, beautiful, not yeah. beautifuls. Like there is a singular. <laughs> Sophie's mispronunciation of bellissima. I rewound it three times. <laughs> bellissima, mama, ma. bellissima, mama, and then Laura of all people is like bellissima. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're like, we're going to Italy. And I'm like, ooh. But you don't have far to go because you're going back to the spa, Laura. You're going to get nose treatment, some tea. Maybe you'll have no makeup on this time. <laughs> and oh, Valentina's back. Lex's worst but, enemy. <laughs> but the shade of the Tyron Singh stylist for Vogue Italia when she describes herself as a fashion editor. Mwah. Chef's kiss, no notes. <laughs> I still don't like Valentina. And she does nothing to dissuade you from that in this episode. <laughs> also, Lex, I gotta ask, are you the one that made this side part on Valentina's head? Because this side part was... Is homophobic? Yes. <laughs> it, it was taking a vacation. It, you know what zagged? That, that part. <laughs> Jess Smith is back to give us some relief. Thank God. I'm just sorry. Making him say with a straight face that the photo shoot taking place inside the spa is spa inspired. A hyper stylized spa inspired. <laughs> it's the most of a spa. Y'all, I do not. I don't know about this photo shoot. This feels yeah. real, it was real down. Bloody. <laughs> little, little. It was literally just underwear in a spa but it doesn't feel vogue it feels like this is an ad for the spa well also the lighting made the spa seem way less luxurious than we know it is very like, it murky. made the spa look worse well and also they're wearing some dingy lingerie yes. under these looked washed like overly washed overly laundered undergarments mm -hmm. a little saggy a little baggy and saggy dishwater color Mm -hmm. Valentina reveals that she's never seen the show before because she describes one model as she seems like a dancer so she's perfect and I'm like oh no you don't know dancers the worst thing you can be the beauty pageant is the worst you can be um, that dancer mall uh, mall beauty pageant dancer Model. And, now, and now we have to add presenter to the list of things you just oh can't. presenter now is new mall <laughs> You might as well be a mall ribbon cutter. All of the Italians, every single Italian person in that spa loves Laura. Oh, well, because also as down market and questionable as this photo shoot is, Laura can do the photo shoot. Sophie mm -hmm. cannot do. This looks no. so bad. Yeah. Didn't look great. Didn't look great. Uncomfortable. It didn't look like it fit her either. Mm -hmm. They used the same under, and I realize they're using the same. They do this. The Italian Vogue is usually this shot where they give them basically the same outfit because they've already decided on what the yeah story mm -hmm. is. But like, it looked exceedingly bad on Sophie, and also mm -hmm. no pink hair. So and we just and we just had so many gorgeous Vogue Italia locations, and yes. to get something that's this sh like shitty, dark, murky, small, claustrophobic feeling is just so. Eh. And also. I there's something wild about wearing a high-waisted panty in a spa in a sweaty sauna like i don't know y'all gotta get my girdle on to go to the spa <laughs> what so jay arrives at the villa to do laura's commercial because it didn't matter 
where nope. they were. It actually makes more sense in the room. To not battle the elements while you're doing the copy. <laughs> and she is so stiff. It's like she's trying to hold her face perfectly still. And these little movements keep trying to pop out. And it's very strange. She almost looks like she's going to vomit yeah. sometimes. Where it's just like, if I don't open my mouth, nothing can come out. It also does show just how little you need for this, though. Because it truly looks like it's Jay and a camera person. Yeah. Yes. Did we even get a wind guy? I can see no. him. But Tyra arrives for some one-on-one. This super squeak when Tyra enters from just kind of everyone. <laughs> she enters and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> It did make me realize that all of their time with Tyra has been so, it's been touching and personas and just Tyra at her, like, most Tyra. Yeah, but production said, get those flag pillows on those beds. (laughs) Never seen these before. They need to know. (laughs) I think that Tyra looks great, though. I, I think like this yes. is the best she's looked. Mm-hmm. This bun, the big hoops, the top that's like asymmetrical and sheer in some panels. I yeah. I love Tyra in casual wear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, does she tell on herself? She does because she says to Laura that sometimes crazy people do crazy things to cover the pain. Oh, crazy people do that, Tyra? Mm. <laughs> it also appears that they've just set a camera on the foot of the bed and left it rolling and then they use those shots which was a choice <laughs> when she's talking to sophie who she by the way just insults at the edge yes but she starts by saying i don't call you illuminata for nothing i'm like absolutely yes you do, yes, you do. <laughs> we're only bringing it up at the last episode you definitely forgot what you called sophie <laughs> When she says that a 40-year-old doesn't want to be Sophie's friend, but a 21-year-old probably does. But me, Tyra, now, I don't want to be your friend. No, thank you. (laughs) And Sophie, let's end this kind chat by just telling you all the things that are wrong with your face and body. Uh, Eyes too far apart. Chin uh, too small. Ugly face. Bad body. (laughs) Hair stupid. (laughs) But your personality is exponentially beautiful. Math. Top model math. Exponents. <laughs> Power of tooch. Base tooch. I won't live in a world with a base base tooch. <laughs> I can't even say it. That's hard to say. Base tooch. Base tooch. Base tooch. All right, you can both do it. <laughs> you approved it. I hope you're ready to not leave the MGM Macau. Because guess where this fashion show is taking place? What? Did you guess the hotel lobby? Good job. <laughs> And this is where we learn that it's going to be a, quote, holographic runway show. Okay. I'm what did say, everyone think it was going to be? Up, up until now. Up until now. This episode truly, y'all, has been one of the most boring ones we've ever seen. This turns it up to a million. This is so insane. Whatever you think holographic runway show means. It's not this. It's You're not wrong. that. Did you think sword fighting? Did you think dandelion blowing? Did you think follow spot? And I'm not even going to say it right now, but the way this show opens... <laughs> I literally almost three-way called the two of you to be like, <laughs> I watched this. This is real. This is right. This is real. I watched this, right? And then 
Laura says when the returning models come in, she said, fuck everyone except Annalise. Yeah. Both and of them both, did, though. Yeah, and they both act that out in real time where they're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Annalise! <laughs> Screaming. Also, I think it's interesting because a lot of times in a lot of reality TV shows, if you quit, you don't return for right. this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did find it was fascinating that they brought Alicia back. And it seems well, like they only did so so that Annalise could talk about how bitter Alicia was yeah, and they, Alicia they, to then say that. They only bring Alicia back to punish, to punish. her. Mm-hmm. Gotta make Alicia look bad. And Ebony did the opposite of pigtails. One bun. (laughs) I'm shocked she came in with any hair at all. (laughs) So I'm just going to get out of the way. The clothes are extremely nondescript because they're Forever 21 clothes. Yeah. Except for the styling choice of the hair hair bows. (laughs) The hair hair bows. Matching the exact color. And I will be, I will say this. I was impressed by the color matching. Especially because Sophie's changes day to day, hour yeah, by hour. Yeah, I assumed they dyed it at the same time that they yes. dyed Sophie and just on watched whenever she did. On set. Uh-huh. <laughs> I agree that the clothing is very whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever, 21. Uh, but I do think also Sophie got all the better pieces. Like anytime mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like that. It was always on Sophie. Maybe that's her modeling. But also like, I feel like she just got better looks. But Laura... Did not have to wear heels and did not have to change shoes at all, in fact. But then also had to carry the MGM stuffed lion so that in her first outfit, you literally cannot see the clothes. It's literally, I don't even know which one it is, Kylie or Kendall, probably Kylie. The most recent Mm -hmm. fashion show where she had a giant lion's head. That was proto this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all three of us need to take a moment and prepare ourselves. The listeners need to prepare. If you have not seen this episode, you won't believe what we're about to tell you. won't. I refuse to believe that you, without seeing this episode, we're going to say so many things. (laughs) And they're going to sound so wrong. But I honestly don't, I don't think that the three of us could describe this. We could go second by second, frame by frame, and still not come close to what this is you know how you talk about some movies need to be seen in the theaters because of scope (laughs) i feel like this needed to be seen in theaters it's uh, sometimes fever dreams come true (laughs) okay so a 50 foot tyra (laughs) ira zilla daintily steps oh tyra like mothra tyra Mm -hmm. Daintily steps through Those the are streets all of the cow. As I was gonna say, we all know Godzilla is always walking through Macau. Everyone knows that. And then she looks in the window of an apartment building, which is currently empty, with currently a blank empty. void, uh-huh. blank void with windows, and sees. One little, two little, three little Tyras. Four little, five little director Tyra. (laughs) There are, for the most of the time, four, and then just a fifth one was. The end. (laughs) And there is a fiercey Tyra. Yeah, there is. Tyra with a fiercey. (laughs) Yes, we have teeny model Tyra, teeny interviewer Tyra, teeny director Tyra, 
teeny award recipient, Tyra. <laughs> and then finally, teeny suit, Tyra? I think business, business Tyra. Business Tyra. Tyra. Business Tyra. And they all, she is talking to the tiny Tyras mm-hmm. and confused as to why they're there. And I'm going to say it. I can't believe I'm saying this. And I know why I'm saying this because we'll get the opposite in a second. Godzilla Tyra has never looked better. <laughs> the dress and the hair. And, yeah. I'm like, and I was Great. like, oh, we're going to see this in person now. It's going to do a thing. We're gonna... And then she's wearing a worse fucking dress. <laughs> and comes out and babbles. Babbling Brooke. This speech that Tyra give to explain? It's truly never explained. All, no. all, of, all of the scenes we're about to see are disparate from one another. Yeah. They then, after Tyra says what the runway show is not, <clears throat> then we have models standing and sending off paper lanterns into the air? Mm-hmm. And that's all that's all video. That's all hologram. Yeah, hologram mm-hmm. means slideshow projection. And it's very like you see this now in an airport. Yes. Like these big, big screens, life-size take-up sure. walls. That's very much the providence of airports now. And then we make the strong choice of <sighs> sideways runway. Mm-hmm. The whole time. Speaking this- of airports. <laughs> Uh, oh, give me one on one of those um, conveyor belt <laughs> yeah. things. But they, it's going the opposite way. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, they all always have to walk sideways, which makes Laura's decisions to wink and smirk make more sense because half of her face is not shown. Mm-hmm. And literally the first time she walks out, the giant stuff lion is covering her entire outfit. Completely. And they have to, as the hologram part of this runway, is there is a blown out silhouette of them, we are to it's believe. It's supposed to be specifically each model. It absolutely is not. It's the same one. It mm-hmm. is a sp- it functions as a spotlight that is going at a very predetermined rate. Mm-hmm. And that fucks up only one model. And that model is Alicia. Because yep. it didn't seem like Alicia got the note. I am going to say, though, she was fully out of it. How did yeah, she I don't not know how she... realize I'm in the dark? <laughs> to the point where Mr. J explains how sight works and says, if you're in the dark, we can't see you. <laughs> Because it's also so dark. <laughs> They're in the hotel lobby. It's not that dark. I wish Ebony's spotlight had, had two little pigtails. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> they do the pigtail her again. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Then we are told that Jay is pissed that not all the accessories are on. Which is funny because mm-hmm. we see, what's her face? What's her name? Anita? Anita. Anita Patrickson. Mm-hmm. She's literally like, I don't care if you get all the earrings. Don't care if you get all the bracelets. Be on time. Be on time. 90 seconds to change. Like, they were specifically, we got the clip of them saying that, and then for Jay to be like, well, they didn't get the accessories on that you can't see. Also, honestly, just put the one on the right side. (laughs) And then when you get to the end, change it up. (laughs) Change it up. Flip stick it, baby. Flip and stick. (laughs) You get those little sticker earrings. Oh, 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 I I loved those. I love those, too. (laughs) Those are fun because this can also just be stickers after you're done with them. Mm -hmm. Then the next Uh section Mm -hmm. of the holographic runway projection hour is a fight. With warriors. 
that's also designed to be an elimination battle royale because there's warrior huge finger quotes mm -hmm. holograms model sword wheeling holograms and then just real laura and sophie yeah but With one swords. by one they get evaporated and killed until mm -hmm. sophie and it's laura like duo win <laughs> yeah these uh warriors die like vampires on buffy the vampire slayer when yeah. mm -hmm hit with the flat of a sword it was also a little bit reboot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they get, they're very pixelated deaths <laughs> and then it's raining models into models it's this <laughs> is the origin story of scientology <laughs> they fell to earth in pods were planted in the ground and then arrived <laughs> These models fall to Earth as droplets of water that, when they hit the ocean, become people who can walk on water. <laughs> and then they pick a dandelion. Not pick a dandelion. This is honestly, this is so stupid, but it bothered me so much that this was clearly like a plastic baby's breath. <laughs> and I understand this is a me problem. <laughs> No, no, it's a show problem. To set this up, this is the iconic only the top two part. Mm -hmm. Laura and Sophie walk out towards each other. What's going to happen? And in the background is a not proportional field. Nope. Mm -hmm. Where they pick baby's breath <laughs> and then blow on it and then wait for dandelion hologram to blow away. <laughs> And this is Sophie's best outfit. This is the only outfit that I sure. was like, ooh, mm -hmm. okay now. And then they cut to Kelly Catrone refusing to applaud. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to Kelly. Every time they cut to her, her face had the kind of my face of like, huh? huh? <laughs> Just a dead-eyed like, what magazine could I say this at? <laughs> Who could I sell this to? This has to be the shortest finale runway we've ever gotten and they hyped and it yet and they hyped <laughs> it so much they're like they've never seen this on america's next top model we holograms have it. we have it look this technology is gonna get reused in the future on top model tyra is clearly very taken with it <laughs> well yeah also, well, we've never had more tyra in the runway show <laughs> no yeah literally she was 50 feet tall <laughs> I just can't get over that she wore her best outfit we've seen her in in such a long time, and it's not even seen live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we head to the panel. Did you also think it was strange before we, we head to the last panel that they never asked the defeated contestants who they thought should win? Yeah. Because that feels like such an obvious thing to do. Ah, 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 ah. Catherine's last big personality moment is going <laughs> up to both of them and trying to force an interview by being like, wow, it must feel weird for it to be over. And they're both like, Yeah. <laughs> Look, she was trying. She was wearing the most pants. 
Oh my god. You couldn't interview these contestants about that though, because Alicia would have been like, Alicia. Mm. Ebony would have been like, let me leave. <laughs> and Alicia's like, not Kelly. <laughs> I won by getting Kelly to like me. <laughs> I'm actually working the show already. <laughs> I was the you what you didn't see was the pre-Annalise thing. <laughs> yes. Before Tyra came on. At panel. This we get some jam. Hold up, we got okay. some jamming music going into this panel. We got. Oh, I didn't we- even go. Oh, thank you for reminding me. We okay. got some music during the runway show. <laughs> oh, nice. From our good friends. Yay! The DNC. The DNC. Yeah. With dance parentheses the way it moves mm. with the lyrics you turn my nightlife on girl stay until the morn that's how far we can go once you and I alone. Life on. Like nightlife on. Y'all. The DNC always give it. <sighs> then we well, have. I want to have a party and the only, only music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have Runway Walk by Demrick. And this gets wild. And I have like three quotes from it. Let me see your runway walk. Make your heels click. Make the runway talk. Come on, pretty ass woman taking pictures. They never come outside until they look vicious. My party chick want Moscato out the bottle. My Mary Jane want to fly like Lois Lane. My sober chick just wants some good. I got it all, so tell me, how could I complain? Now, I'm the beast (laughs) from the West, so you best beware. I don't care to lock them down. I knock them down in pairs. On the couch, in the bed, kitchen counter, or stairs. Wherever you want it, baby, I'm taking you there. The way you walk in them heels, beyond sex appeal, beyond any type of feeling you get from taking a pill. I don't care if they're real, could care less if they're fake. I like the way that you move and the way you're making it shake. Casually dating ball players that bore you to death, feel like I'm digging for oil, you feel it up in your chest. Love the way that you dressing, God blessed you girl. Now go and show your sexy ass to the rest of the world. I'm sorry, digging for oil? You feel it all the way in your chest. My dick's so big, it hit your heart. But I'm just saying, we already have a word for how you obtain oil from the ground. <laughs> That's much more sexual. Fracking. Yes, <laughs> you got it. Nailed in one. <laughs> and then there was another one that was our own little world, Clayton's We Will Never Die mix. But they didn't have any fun lyrics except for die. You will never die. (laughs) Y'all have to do a cabaret show and just cover DNC. DNC. (laughs) I will. I'll but I'll buy the whole theater. I know I'll be the only one to attend. I do not care. I will. I will support that show. All the classics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at panel, we scan the outfit and it's already too much. And we only see the neck and shoulders. Where did these dresses come from? All yeah, three of them. Yeah, that was my question. Barney Chang. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Because I like, I'll say this. I like the dresses. I appreciated that they were not red, white, and blue monstrosities. Yes. Oh, of course. And also, this is the most equal. Because I feel like usually we're like, well, that's the winter dress. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is whatever. These are different enough, but similar enough that neither felt like they had the winter dress. Yeah, I thought they both looked good. Except for this eye makeup they kept forcing on Sophie. Yeah. Tyra, though, I think looks very, like, drag China. Mm. It's just overly crystal. I mean, the 180 bangs are back. <laughs> Y'all, I'm going to prepare the listeners. The photo, the last oh. frame we see in this episode, 
is maybe the worst frame of the show. <laughs> but before then... The guest is Jay Manuel, but will not be referred to in the title. Question, maybe I just, like, was not looking at it correctly, but it looks like he actually darkened up the sides of his hair and for once didn't have all over color. Oh. Only had the blonde at the top, and I thought it looked really nice. His outfit, once again, this was a great cycle for Mr. J Fashion. Some Going lovely pattern mixing. Mm -hmm. I always wonder how much of wardrobe for people like him is decided by the show in some way, shape, or form, and mm -hmm. how much of it is his. And this felt like his choices. Yeah. So we start with Laura's runway performance, and Nigel gives the number one compliment when you have nothing good to say. <sighs> you looked like you were having fun. Ah. Uh, it's so great seeing you on stage. What a sh what a thing I say after someone's show that I did not enjoy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were really being you up there. <laughs> You really, you did it. <laughs> you really did it. Not everyone can say that they did. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was actual good advice from Nigel to say, you've got to remember to enjoy the moment, but control it. I was like, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's not been the worst Nigel cycle ever. There's definitely mm -hmm. been some classic Nigel Barker lows. I think at the beginning it was pretty bad. And then as he realized he was quitting. Mm-hmm like every contestant on this season that <laughs> what a season of quits <laughs> and uh tyra refers to what laura was doing on the runway as side smoochy tooch smirk we know what a smoochy tooch is it wasn't what she was doing we you told us what it was you told us also this has nothing to do with her booty <laughs> not a tooch at all tooch can't just be a word for anything it's not smurf <laughs> it almost it is. is it's tyra smurf <laughs> and sophie you did well yeah i will say though jay calls these samurai swords but we are not in japan nope we are in macau mm -hmm. they weren't samurais and they weren't their swords in the commercial we see for laura so little footage from in the hotel room that she, that they used from the music video her big winky terrible shot that one that was all you could get from the music video and this was the first time when viewing that shot because i guess it was separated out from everything else that i noticed that the four other models are just behind her in a line just bobbing up and down like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i will say though she was more natural in the candid shots than what we see of Sophie's Looks commercial. Gorgeous. She Looks did. Gorgeous. Nigel will say it, and she really did look gorgeous in the candid shots. Both yeah. in the actual candid shots and the candid shots. Yeah. Did y'all notice Laura having an accent on certain sentences or maybe an affectation? She started dropping middle and final R's. Yeah. I've just never heard her speak like that. And it feels like that's one of those cases of like, oh, this is my commercial voice. It's yeah. not mm -hmm. just her real voice. And then Sophie's commercial has a completely different vibe. Yes. Because hers seems very stagey. Yeah. All of her behind the scenes, quote unquote, candid stuff just doesn't hit the same way. When was she it's in a patisserie looking at like donuts or whatever? <laughs> like... I do think she delivered the copy well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Easily better than Laura did. Yeah, it, and charming. Like, actually did a good job, not even just in comparison. And I know it's been the entire cycle, but it's just so weird for us to see so many different hair tones and colors throughout oh all of these clips. <sighs> so distracting. Kelly gives her a devastating comment of Edie Sedgwick after a party. 
Could you imagine being told that? Right to your face. It is one of the most makes sense sentences that have come from Kelly, though, in Mm -hmm. that I knew what she was implying, whether or not I agreed with it. (laughs) And then we have the print cover girl photos. Lordy, Lord. And then, okay, one interesting thing about this is what we're seeing on screen, there's a bunch of different versions of these. When you try to look these up online, the normal blogs that we use for myself, it's the Next Top Model blog, Mm -hmm. they're different. Yeah. Yeah, I have M for models. My Sophie one even literally flips the one that's at the bottom and the top. Oh, yeah, mine too. Yeah, because I think it's actually a better choice than one we see in the show. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll, uh, Laura's is first, right? Laura's first. Yes. I, um, this looks like kissing twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this at all. I uh, I get CoverGirl was going for a thing. But the decision to have two versions of the model interacting was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does work way less when they're not flipped. Flipped. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Because that is the whole point. Because it just looks like two, two models that are similar looking, mm-hmm. des- like styled the same, and one is like, yeah, we're going to kiss. Yeah, it's just so weird that they chose this one of Laura. It, you can see the different, and there's different versions where like she's further away and it looks less weird, but in the cover girl thing, it's like smooshed so together. Close to each other. Her chin's over her own hair. <laughs> The copy of the CoverGirl ad says, double your lip color, multiply your shade power, new CoverGirl Blast Flipstick, blendable lip duos that let you customize your look, creamy on one side, shimmery color on the flip side, mix shades any way you like to create your own look. And the thing is, taking away the poor composition of the ad, neither of these are very good photos for Laura. No. They're just very cheesy. Her Corny. lips feel so tight on the one that's like the more normal one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't tell that this is a problem too with the ad. The lip colors are not, I think the idea was they gave them the both sides of the flip stick, but they're too similar. Similar. That it just looks like they're wearing the same color. You can notice it, you notice it more in Sophie's, I think. Mm-hmm. I but agree. in Laura's, it's the same color. Yeah. And her her face is just very tight. Yeah. <sighs> Yerks. Sophie's is next. Compositionally, this one works way better because they they actually flip her. They almost make them like equal in this in this way. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. one, it really does look like she's looking at herself and being like, ooh, like that part I love. But the upside down face in the CoverGirl <sighs> ad. Oh boy. Boo. Thumbs way down. Talk about an angry face. Like usually when people say someone looks angry, I disagree, but she literally looks like she's about to come up and like punch me. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. This to me looks like a movie poster yeah like single white female single yes single pink female Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) give it to me (laughs) also i don't know about you guys for me with the flip and the colors in this one it's more like rimmel london than it Mm. is cover girl and i I don't know if i'm just thinking that because she's british no i think it's got that vibe for sure and it feels almost more like a hair color ad than a lipstick ad Nothing she could do about that. No. Have we ever gotten a model that got to the cover girl one that had such a unnatural hair color? Mm-hmm. It just looks odd. I why didn't they just let her 
be the very, very soft pink or blonde, mm-hmm. right? Why not just let it happen? It's also to me, if you're gonna pink up Sophie, where are those red and blue streaks for Laura? Laura, yeah, it's it's better than Laura's, but I, I'm not a fan. But yeah, that's only because she doesn't have two bad photos. Because mm-hmm. I think the cute oop, look is great. Mm-hmm. But I think this upside down face is not it. It yeah. looks even weirder because I can see it the other way too. Mm. It's a really bad photo. Yeah. It's yeah. like snarly. Yeah. Private panel. Jay said he has never liked both top twos before. Yeah, this I love that. Honestly. Statement. <laughs> I want to know. I, I want receipts. I want gossip. I want it all. And then they do the classic, which I appreciate. Let's go through some photos mm. and compare them. Yeah. Nigel tries a bit. And says, I'd put this in my salon if I had one. <laughs> I actually kind of liked it. I like that he was like, remember who was before you, Kelly? Right? Wasn't it so much better? I'll say, sure, give him that. But the one, the photo shoot he's talking about is the sexy babies mm. photo shoot. So still going <laughs> to Nigel. <laughs> he can't help but Nigel. <laughs> so the first photo shoot they do is the very.com. Sophie steals this because Laura's photo was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's funny is you didn't even like Sophie's all that much, but it's so clear between the two. Two? Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Then it's the Kardashian sexy babies, Laura, because I forget that Sophie's there sometimes in this photo. Well, they don't zoom in on her for one thing. <laughs> yeah, I do think that's actually one of Sophie's better shots. I really like that picture of Sophie. Sure. Even though that is absolutely Laura's photo. I just, why would you reference this shoot? I don't know. Then it's the music video, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Which Kelly also, like, I thought she was going for it. And almost a Paulina twist. She was describing things in a tone that made me seem like she hated them. She was like, remember how she was so sexy and that glitter, sparkly silver dress? I loved her. And you're like, <laughs> what? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then it's trending topic of silkworms. <laughs> which obviously, Laura. Mm-hmm. Though, again, I like Sophie's perfectly sure, fine. me too. But then we get the Macau Tower, and we get backstage tea from Nigel that basically the reason Laura is on the ground is because he thought she was going to jump off. Mm-hmm. And I agree. <laughs> and yeah, it's Laura because... Let's find so- out how much this harness holds. <laughs> right, everybody? <laughs> Kelly tells on herself. Uh-huh. And they ask why... She would book Sophie over Laura, mm-hmm. and she says that Sophie looks better in person than she does in her pictures. And if you watch this show, you know that Tyra has always said that models are supposed to look better in pictures. Yep. But then Kelly spins a yarn yep. <laughs> when she says, yep. and think of the great PR story. Runner up in Britain, wins here, didn't give up, kept going, has pink hair. And that, listeners, is literally what she says. Didn't give up, kept going, has pink hair. So much of this judging is giving Tyra credit for Sophie's success because of her pink hair, which is incredible when you think of how little pink hair there actually was. And Kelly, you are not a part of the prize. There is no PR (laughs) story being flipped. Mm. Nothing. You have nothing to do with this other than you've eliminated Annalise. Speaking of Kelly, let's talk about the tense moment between Mr. J and her when... 
he asks, who is going to be picked at a go-see? And she goes, Sophie, Illuminata. And mm-hmm. she's like doing the hands that she normally does to like celebrate stuff. And Mr. J goes, huh, are those Illuminata hands? And I feel like they cut out both of them lunging at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly is still going to Kelly because she said that Sophie would be Jude Law's new girlfriend from working for Extra. That's so, so gross. Yeah. What? Also, that's Laura's storyline from two episodes ago. Yeah, for real. Kelly also casually reveals that Sophie, whoops, was the front runner this whole time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Tyra doesn't understand panic attacks, mm-hmm. how common they are, and that anyone can have them. And this is where I have to agree with Kelly Catrone. Yeah. She said it well. She, she did. She said it well. She did. <sighs> I just hate having to do it. Because she, she's just, yeah. you know, like, it happens. You take a break, you move on. It's funny how in some ways Kelly is very, like, take no prisoners, fashion, cries for no one, like, blah, blah, blah. But then she's also, because she's probably giving people them, mm-hmm. is like, panic attacks every day. Yeah. My assistants. Fashion industry, everyone. My assistants always cry. <laughs> why? They, they all have anxiety. <laughs> I wonder why. I trap them in YouTube videos, and then they fall to the ground. And then, as we come back, something happened to Tyrus Mike because it's so quiet for some yeah. reason. Yeah, what was that? That was so odd. Of all the time not to ADR something? But here comes a speech. <laughs> and I got so excited partway through the speech. Because Tyrus says, interesting that you two are both allies in this war. If you think about the history of our two countries here, and I literally, when she said that, rubbed my hands together in anticipation. The U.S. and the U.K. were at battle during the Revolutionary War. And now, the countries are allies. Now, today. Just like this episode. Laura and Sophie. But the battle continues. The fact that Tyra doesn't understand that the, our countries have been allies for over 150 years. But maybe not anymore, according to Tyra, because the battle is continuing. I love that I felt like while this was happening, I was on a roller coaster and I was doing the... And as soon as we got to the battle continues, like... We get some live descriptor wrap-ups for each model. Mm-hmm. Will it be Laura from Scotia, New York? The rocking rebel girl that doesn't zig, but she zags. She marches to her own beat, and the judges love her for that. I love, love that, that for you. We're still getting that in. <laughs> love that. I'm love honestly that surprised she didn't say pirate. We're still getting the drum expression right. <laughs> nope, never. <laughs> or will it be Sophie from Oxford, England? The sweet girl that walks into a room and just lights it up, and people want to be her friend. We can't say Illuminata. You constantly say Zag. People want to be her friend. Not Not me, me, but people. (laughs) 21-year-olds, perhaps. (laughs) But there could only be one America's Next Top Model. How do you feel right now, Laura? Sophie, how do you feel? Why are we asking? Why? Why are we vamping? Do you not know the winner yet? You're waiting for the envelope? Well, they used to do this and it never worked out well. Because I remember, I feel like they did this with Melrose and Carrie D. And both of them were like, nervous. Tell <laughs> us, like you Tyra. Never get, you never get something interesting because they're just anticipating the reveal. 
Except it's not a reveal this no. time. No. It's a strategic vanishing. <laughs> so wild that we did it this way because both of those photos are up on the screen and then laura fades out (laughs) (laughs) it's not sophie didn't win laura lost (laughs) laura quit somehow (laughs) you know what i will say though given that at the end of the episode everyone loves i think the iconic fade out why Mm -hmm. not put up a picture of all of the contestants Fade them out one by one, and it gets more tense as it gets mm-hmm. there. That would have been, if they had set that up early right. in the show's run, I would have lived yeah. for that drum roll. So Sophie wins, and we start to hear something in the background. Yeah, we do. I can't believe they played it right here. Uh, I know. Because they don't talk about what we're not. listening to. Mm-mm. So we hear Aiming for You by Sophie Sumner, her single. This is a banger. Uh huh. I like this song. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, listen. I, honestly, you change smiles to eyes, and this is any pop song. Yep. I got my smiles on you. The, the one part of the song that's really funny to me is when she brags about fitting the mold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yeah. I, also... I love at the end the little should I teach now? Oh. Uh. Honestly, Housewives Wish. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a real song that never had a music video so strange how why why so i'm honestly surprised it's full length because we never get full length songs it's a real Mm. song yeah i also y'all i realized when we were looking this up that i had bought it back in the day on itunes (gasps) oh wow the tyra photos that we see the last one looks like they're got a stand-in for tyra it does not look like her at all not Mm-mm. at all because th- there's two fun ones and those are fine they're fine they're not usable but they're fine the last one is the worst picture of tyra we've ever seen it doesn't it's, it's not tyra they got sutan to come and do some bad makeup on themselves because <laughs> th- this is not tyra in this sophie photo does not, and sophie does not look great either no mm-hmm. tyra sends laura off with the inspiring words Hold on to the zag thing. Dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Laura, we want to get into it. Yeah. We got got a lot for both. Laura Lafrate or Lafrat, L-A capital F-R-A-T-E. She started modeling when she was 15 years old, which really goes to the whole, the American contestants were all working models who were working. After the show, she signed with Paragon Model Management. Ever heard of them? It feels like every contestant signs with them, and I love it. But in Mexico City specifically, Infusion Models in South Africa. And she was in Metroland, Unfolded, K-Swiss, Mexico, Nylon in Espanol, and P, just the letter P. Never heard of that one. Piss Magazine. (laughs) 
But she also modeled for like Compromoda Nacional, Mexico Tour, Rivale Mexico, and Tirso, and also modeled for Tyra's makeup line, Tyra Beauty. Oh, that <gasps> makeup right? line. Makeup uh-huh. line. Mm-hmm. She is L. Lafrat on IG. She lists herself as a model and CEO of Dog Post LLC that used to have the website dogpost.co, but it doesn't seem to currently work. She also released a kid's book. Oh, she's currently in Mexico City, still list ANTM Cycle 18 with wild spacing and capitalization. <laughs> the rest is so normal. And then she released a kid's book, Please Don't Grow Up Too Fast. I found it on Amazon. Oh, but this sounds bad. Um, okay, the, Amazon, the title is a little... It's, yeah, it's it's listed as a... This is the back of the book. It says, a story of imagination and love in a world that passes by so quickly, the most precious thing a kid can be is just that, a kid. Mm. And apparently it's relating the life cycle and the relationship between a kid and a dog to the life cycle of a child growing up and a parent. It, it seems interesting. There are only five reviews, but they're all five stars. But those so those might be friends, but it's still one is an elaborate review and contains a line that's technically a compliment, but I had to point it out and you'll see why. Her simplistic writing style belays the underlying complexity of the subject. <laughs> five stars. She was also in a movie called Little Bi Peep as Crazy Customer. And I'm going to read you the description of this movie. Sounds Can't like wait. a porn, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Down and out, directionless, and without a driver's license, Emma is going nowhere fast. Anna, she- this is your story. <laughs> <laughs> Emma is going nowhere fast, and she knows it. The men and women this bisexual enigma has been sleeping with think she's a waitress, an artist, or a kindergarten teacher. What? While in reality, she works in a seedy porn shop, dressing up nightly in various quote-unquote sexy characters. One night at the local Albany bar, (laughs) Emma meets Mason, a transgender IT technician who seems to have it all. Could Mason be the knight in shining armor she's been searching for? Soon, Emma finds her web of carefully crafted lies beginning to unravel when she encounters one of the few things she hasn't before. Sincere feelings for another person. And then Uh, this tagline. My God, it is my life. This tagline. (laughs) A bi person feels. Little bi peep. It's hard to find someone to love you. E-W-E. Now it's a sheep fucking porn. Why yeah, would the, you do that? Bo peep thing. Where is that coming from? <laughs> I just in- love the thought of an IT technician who has it all. <laughs> has it all. <laughs> I went to ITT Tech. <laughs> and now I've got it all. <laughs> Moving on to Sophie Sumner. Um, she is Sophie Sumner 8. I guess she was not there for the first seven. <laughs> I will I will break in very quickly before you do the update and say that the Vogue Italia pictures I thought were actually really nice for Sophie. Not the spa ones, the other ones. It's very like 1940s. They give her a full like Marlena Dietrich look and she takes to it really well. I thought the photos were really nice. Yeah, and I have a cool little Vogue thingy too. But yeah, I think they're good, honestly. Mm-hmm. She has over 200,000 followers, and she has a website that's very up-to-date, sophiesumner.com. She attend- apparently attended a fashion show in Montego Bay for Cycle 19 with the other contestants. Oh. 
And in 2013, opened the runway and wore the designs of Singaporean designer Frederick Lee during the finale of Asia's Next Top Model, Cycle 1. So it seemed like maybe this cycle in some way, like, you know, she it was part of the top model family and she was helping bridge that gap. Mm. And I could not find more about this next fact. But in 2015, she starred as Summer in the reality TV show Taking New York on Channel 4 in the UK. So kind of her last name, but also a reality right. TV show, but also a character. Uh -huh. And then she was a guest judge on the coronation night of Miss Earth 2016. So I want to read her bio from her website, and there are some gorgeous pictures on her website, including her Beauty and Vogue cover, which mm -hmm. I do think is the best picture of the lot. Yes. Sophie Subner is an English fashion model and television host. Her modeling career became notable when she was a runner-up of Britain's Next Top Model Cycle 5 and the first international winner of America's Next Top Model Cycle 18. Her bubbly personality, positive attitude, and love of life has landed her on multiple television networks such as The CW, NBC, E4, ABC, Living TV, Music Choice, and multiple publications such as Vogue, Marie Claire, Nylon, Cosmo, and Harper's Bazaar. And um, this is editorializing for JW, but she was on Vogue's website as recently as September 2022. Yeah. Wow. Having coined the name of Illuminator <gasps> for lighting up any room, it's a safe bet you will have a good time with this bubbly Brit. <gasps> the erasure of Illuminata to Illuminator. <laughs> Here's some fun trivia too. So she is the fifth winner without any appearances in the bottom two. Not counting, like, Britain's Next Top Model. Right. She is after Jasmine, McKee, Nicole, and Krista, who all also didn't appear in the bottom two. And interestingly, this is the first cycle in the history of America's Next Top Model in which all three finalists made it to the top three without ever being in the bottom two. Wild. So a very deserved, and I'm just surprised because of how difficult the show was on Annalise. And I was like, I guess she was never in the bottom two. No, but yeah, I and here is one thing I'm going to share with the two of you. I mentioned earlier in the episode, and this is on Sophie's website, so anyone can look at this. But there is a photo that's very much almost a recreation of what they did for CoverGirl in a way. Oh, oh, so she does this like you know, it's uh 20 different faces all in front of a pink background with a little bit of pink in her hair. I mean, more pink than she had sometimes on the show, yeah, right? Well, and just better pink, yeah. For sure. Like look looks like it was professionally dyed pink, maybe. Yeah, not like dipped. But mm -hmm. honestly, this is such a great little cop card of all the different expressions. And this one is almost literally the face. The mm -hmm. face she did in the cover girl. A lot of these are really great and fun. This one I think could be any campaign right here. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is also a great way for me to word that for an audio-only media. <laughs> Famously again, visual they're on, podcast. They're on, they're on sophiesumner.com under her portfolio. And yeah, so these two are still working models, still doing stuff. Yes. I will say, though, going to their Instagrams, for a top two, they both, and this isn't a critique, they both look very different from how they looked on the show. Mm -hmm. They do. Like, a lot of times, you, like Annalise, for example, we just talked about last week. It's like, she looks the same. These two look grown up in a way that feels like they were on the show longer ago. Mm. I hear that for sure. It's hair, man, hair makes a difference. Yeah. I also am not sure I'd recognize Laura and I'm not sure no. why, but I, she does. I'd just say even Sophie, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recognize her. You would be like, she looks similar to Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. 
to wrap them up, I liked Laura better in the earlier parts of the cycle. I think it start getting pretty rough. Yeah, when she dislikes someone, that intensity of that hatred becomes a little hard to watch. Yeah. I think it was also, it is admirable how composed she was for most of the cycle, considering the trauma that she was both actively processing and sort of pushing down until she could be in a place to process it. Yeah, for sure. But the longer she was on the show, the more I think it really started to catch up with her. And that was also difficult to watch. Yeah. And then on the other hand of Sophie, it feels like the show was working very hard to keep what they wanted Sophie to be. The fact that we saw any drinking in the recap was wild because... We've had reports, I think, from other people on the show that was like... Practically every contestant was like, she was always hung over at everything. Mm. I Sophie is an interesting case for me, because I do think she's a very plausible model. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's still working. And she was fun a lot of the time. This might be one of the winner's portfolios that I like the least. Yeah. For me, there was not really a photo on the show that made me go, oh my god. Agreed. Yeah, uh, it's interesting how because of the various elements that had to come together for Sophie to win, and yet also at the same time, she's not a winner I dislike. She's not a winner. No, and she doesn't feel like a crazy bad winner, or it doesn't feel unjust that she won. But it felt like the show was having to sculpt the narrative more than the results Mm. of the like photos and stuff. To make it seem like she was, she got to where she was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I also think that's interesting because, I mean, I would have to look back to actually see if this hypothesis is true. But I think when you have a final two where one's the photo model and one's the in-person runway go-see model, I feel like the show likes to lean on photos. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it felt like this time they just decided to go in the other direction completely. And I do sort of like the person who really excelled at go-sees the entire time winning the competition. No, that's true. What's funny is, even though they chose the runway model, I feel like even though we had multiple runway shows this season, there didn't seem to be any focus on teaching anyone how to walk, walking in general. Like, they didn't comment on it until literally the end of the show. And it became a thing that the model can fix on their own. Uh Just fix it. You have to fix it. We don't have a person on staff known as a coach for that. Mm -hmm. I'll say as a comment on the season, the cycle as a whole. You know, I went into it saying that this is around the time I stopped rewatching mm-hmm. cycles. I know, Hannah, it's like one of your faves, so you've rewatched mm-hmm. it more. I found a lot of joy to be had in this cycle. From a podcasting perspective, yeah. this I had more fun with this than I think I did with All Stars. Oh, I think yes. so too. There was a lot of goofy, campy top model nonsense. And also a lot of people to root for, people to root against. It mm-hmm. felt like... Even our people, even the people that we didn't like, like, so, so I'll say Simone and Ebony were not in the tops when we started. Mm-hmm. And yet we were able to milk so much fun and ended up liking them at the end in a way. It's really way. interesting, weird ways. Yeah. <laughs> that I would never have expected. We were, I was actually, I, I, I replied to a comment on our Discord where people were talking about liking contestants versus not liking contestants. And I said, you know, I view a lot of contestants differently now that the podcast is a part of my life and what I do. Right. And, you know, jokes aside, like Catherine, I get why people like Catherine. Mm-hmm. I get that if she's a model and has a look that appeals to you and she seems perfectly nice and sweet. For podcasting, characters like Catherine on the show are very frustrating because there's not a lot for us to 
comment on. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that this felt like a cycle full of people to talk about. And, and to really watch these contestants push against the boundaries of the show and yeah. really fight to define themselves. When the show felt like they were pushing so hard, mm -hmm. it was interesting. A great tension, a really great fun tension throughout the cycle. And it really like allowed, I think all of us as sort of more savvy reviewers, savvy viewers of mm -hmm. uh, reality TV now mm -hmm. to really root for the contestants as a whole against the show. Yeah. Um, speaking of, we for next episode are going to release a mini episode on Wednesday instead of our normal one where we are going to kind of review cycles 10 through 18. We did this back when we completed cycle nine and talked about mm -hmm. those. And we're going to look forward to the next cycles that are remaining of Top Model in the pod lead'em journey. So we'll have a short kind of discussion episode for our gap week before we start <laughs> college, the one that I know the least about. I have zero memory of the college. The one I tried to rewatch a couple years ago and turned off after three minutes. Yeah, fun fact, my husband decided to watch Top Model kind of when we started watching or doing the podcast at the very beginning and got to college and during the audition cycle was like, well, I'm done. <laughs> a lot of people say that about the audition uh, episode. And I wonder if like every other episode after that is completely fine. It was just calms down. <laughs> well, let me know there's twists a coming. Lex, was it your husband or your husband? <laughs> it was my husband. Speaking of people that were fun, but I understand that no one's a fan of. Anna, <laughs> Anna if you're out there, thank you. Mm. <laughs> and thank your husband for real. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cartoonish now. I, it, I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> and if you've got a husband, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. With and a make very, them. Make yeah. them. <laughs> that means you got two people in your household at least. You know what? If you have kids, get them to create Apple iTunes accounts just so they can review and be like, my mommy doesn't watch me anymore because all she does is listen to Podlinum five stars. You can go to podlinum.com. That's where our P.O. box address is. There's a link. There's multiple links to the Leadum Pod Discord there. Or you can send an email to podlinum at gmail.com. Now answered by Hannah J. Gisbaugh. <gasps> The mantle has passed. Expectations. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. I'm on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm on TikTok at JW Crump. Okay. And be sure to use the hashtag pod lead them anytime you do, because that's how I see it. And the only way I see anything anymore. Wow. You've seen too much. <laughs> the internet is too much. <laughs> so for pod lead them, I have been Lex Basile Price. I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm J.W. Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podlitum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. <laughs>